When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Game Changers. This is actually the first podcast interview that I'm actually releasing for this new season. And it is amazing. Like you are absolutely going to love this particular episode. So I sat down with one of my actually quite long-term friends and now clients, Haley, who is a women's empowerment coach. And what she really does is help creative women to break that cycle of self-doubt so that they can rediscover their inner confidence. I sat down with Haley and we really dug into the depths of what self-doubt looks like, how self-doubt shows up, and really how to start overcoming self-doubt because here's the thing as game changers as personal brands as leaders what I know to be true is that self-doubt is one of the most debilitating things I see people with so much potential they've got the best intentions of helping this world become a better place but they are just riddled with limiting beliefs and self-doubt and what Haley and I did today was we really broke it down for you so that you can understand what your self-doubt might be looking like how it shows up for you what is triggering this self-doubt and then particularly like I said how to start overcoming that self-doubt. We also really started to look at routines and rituals that you can implement in your daily life, whether it be spiritual ones or mindset ones, to help you start overcoming this self-doubt on a more regular basis so that you can move through all these limitations and start stepping into the purpose, the work, the person that you came to be. So I think that you are absolutely going to love, love, love this episode. I loved recording it and Haley and I ended up actually having another hour and a half conversation of which we really wish we recorded after we stopped all about spirituality and limiting beliefs. And she helped me even break through some of my own limiting beliefs. So I'll definitely be having her on again, but definitely check Haley out. I've left all of her information in the description. And of course, you can check her out on social media. She has a lot of incredible goodies, particularly a journal freebie that you can tuck into. It's just so amazing. I'm obsessed with everything she does. So let's jump in to today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of Game Changers, the Game Changers podcast. I was just actually having a conversation with my lovely yesterday about how much I hate the name Game Changers. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I loved it so much when I first started, but ever since that vegan documentary came out, it's just like, oh, now I need to change my name. I mean, I still love it. You know that I do, so... (laughs) 
But anyway, on that note, welcome to my guest today. So Haley, as you would have just heard in the intro, is an absolutely incredible human being. I'm so, so, so excited to tuck into all the amazing stuff that she has to say. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me. No problem. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. Um, so, I mean, what I love to do, obviously, in the beginning when I do chat to a new guest is just kind of get you to go through your story. But in particular, what Game Changers is all about is really helping people to understand the journey towards success. I love mm-hmm. to speak to people who I consider to be Game Changers and people who've really done incredible stuff in their field. So I really would love to know, like, particularly because you do talk about self-doubt and spirituality and mindset and all of this beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. What was it that kind of led you to this path? What was it that kind of led you to this work? Yeah. So I guess it was quite a long journey. Just <laughs> um, but... start from when the day you were born. Okay, right. So <laughs> way back. I hope you guys have about five hours. So, <laughs> oh my God, five hours. Is that it? My whole life. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I guess really this started, um, a a while ago, I was sort of riddled with self-doubt, anxiety. I was actually sort of told, um, by my, um, doctor that I was going to have sort of, um, chronic anxiety for the rest of my life due to sort of like a chemical imbalance. And I was told that I was probably going to live the rest of my life on medication. Um, and, So when things in my life took a little bit of a turn about five years ago, I didn't have a good foundation to stop like self-doubt or anxiety sort of creeping in and taking control of me. So, you know, the relationship that I had with myself ended up crumbling and I ended up in a really bad place. Um, So for a while I was dependent on alcohol and I was dependent on drugs to sort of numb myself, to just sort of get through the days. Um, And my relationship with myself and um, my self-doubt got really bad and you know I was really out of touch with myself and you know I was so scared of being judged and being rejected that it kept me small Um, and I couldn't show up on social media you know posting a photo came with about two days worth of anxiety (laughs) and most of the time I didn't post anything Um, and so you know for many years I was putting off doing what I really wanted to do which was basically set up a business because I didn't feel like I could do it. And I was scared of people not liking me. And I was scared of what people would think of me, you know, like family, friends. Um, I was just generally terrified of like losing people. So, you know, I procrastinated, I hesitated and I avoided all of these different things like big time. You know, I had awful imposter syndrome. Um, I had a great job, um, but I kept feeling like I was going to be figured out any day and that I didn't really know what I was doing. And I ended up being, um, pretty bad at my job, to be honest, which was design. Um, and you know, I still am a designer as well. Uh, but I basically put so much pressure on myself to design the right thing that people would like to prove that I was a good designer and to prove my worth, my value that I ended up designing nothing. Um, and I basically just couldn't, and I ended up just sort of procrastinating and comparing myself to other people and, you know, all of those wrong things, which you just basically shouldn't be doing. Uh, and it finally got to a stage when I used to get these things called brain blanks and I'd have such bad social anxiety because I was doubting my own capability to say the right thing and not look stupid that I ended up not being able to say anything in like a group of more than two people, which when you have to present your work to a group or a meeting, it's basically debilitating. 
And so I'd end up having these sort of daily panic attacks out of fear of not knowing what to say. I'd go red, I'd be sweating, and then I'd sort of beat myself up afterwards for days. And it was honestly just like exhausting. Um, and I basically almost lost my job because of it. So, um, you know, self-doubt was this journey for me. And it really all sort of started turning around when I was given um, and I got myself a coach and I started doing all of this inner work and sort of regaining that connection that I had with myself. And then I sort of, the thing that really turned things around was when I discovered spirituality and the faith that I now have is such an ingrained part of my everyday life. And it sort of guides me every single day. I have a very strong connection with my spirit guides that it really brought me back out of a really dark place. And so there was like a combination of understanding what self-doubt was, um, going through that process of like getting to know myself again, finding my own self-worth, finding my own value, all of those things. And then also finding this relationship with spirituality and this relationship with faith and um, sort of combining all of those things together to sort of shape who I am now. And along the way, I sort of realized the things that lighted me up was helping other people and you know sharing and giving back the things that have helped me in a different way and so I did you know a life coaching um, accreditation course and so now I'm a certified life coach and it's sort of just really beautifully unwinded on all of the pain feels necessary now you know it's sort of given me this amazing foundation to have empathy and compassion for my clients and come at a place from like understanding to really help solve a delicate problem in like uh, a really beautiful way I think does that answer your question yeah it definitely answers my question and I just as you were talking then obviously like thank you so much for sharing that because in particular I can just I've had so many conversations with people in this audience I've had so many conversations with like my clients and my community and I just know that those listening to this episode they're going to hear so much of themselves in your story, like particularly those things around imposter syndrome, I'm going to get caught out. I'm going to, you know, be found out as a phony. I'm not good enough. All of these things that a lot of people struggle with from your like learning and experience and understanding, how does self doubt kind of like form? Like where does it come from? Yeah, so um, self-doubt itself can either be a pretty conscious feeling, like some people can sort of be like, oh, I know that I'm experiencing self-doubt, or it can sort of go underneath the radar. And it really does at its heart of it come from fear. Uh, yeah. It comes from fear and a lack of and a lack of relationship with ourselves. So for example, um, if you're a if you struggle with procrastination, perfectionism, people pleasing, anything like that, the chances are if you say, oh, I'm a procrastinator. It's not just the behavior that you're identifying with. It's actually because there'll be a fear that is causing self-doubt to be triggered. And the procrastination is the resistance or the response that the body and the mind has to that uncomfortable feeling that the fear is actually creating. So it's literally just your body trying to protect you. That is at its heart what self-doubt actually is. So if you can imagine self-doubt as this sort of protective layer that's around us, it's the part of us contrary to normal normal belief that's actually trying its best to keep us safe. Um, you know, the thing that allows self-doubt to start constricting and having too much of a part in our everyday life is an unhealthy relationship with ourselves at, at, at its core. And by that, I mean self-belief, self-trust, self-acceptance and self-worth. Those are sort of the core things that make up who we are 
and our relationship with ourselves. And those are the things that when they're really strong and secure, keep self-doubt at arm's length. And that's not to say it won't come up, but it certainly won't control your life and you'll feel much more confident in moving past and overcoming it. Yeah. So that's the thing as well. I've had a conversation with quite a few people lately who talk about, you know, limiting beliefs and self-doubt and working through some of those mindset struggles. And a common theme that I'm really hearing a lot lately is kind of changing our relationship with what these things actually are. Because um, in particular, I had a conversation with someone recently that basically said society has trained us that negative emotions or that negative experiences are to be judged. They're bad. They shouldn't be there. But from what I hear you're saying, like self-doubt is just, I mean, it really is like that inner part of us that is just trying to keep us safe, right? What usually triggers that though? So if it's this like ego part of us or it's this fear part of us that's trying to keep us safe, Um, I know obviously, you know, starting a business and stepping outside your comfort zone, but like, what is actually happening there? Like, how is that? What's the experiencing that's happening inside when that happens? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, So typically there's this thing that I refer to as like a self-doubt cycle. Yeah. And that typically tends to happen um, and it keeps us trapped. And it goes like this, basically. So first of all, an alarm goes off somewhere in the mind because something has triggered a fear in us. And those fears or triggers will typically be a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of conflict, judgment, success, disappointment, something like that. Um, So these are deep down fears that have been wired into us for years. And so a lot of the time it can be unconscious. Uh, It can be this unconscious fear that we're not even aware of. But basically once that alarm goes off in our minds, it creates this sort of discomfort in the body. And that discomfort can be either like a physical feeling like anxiety, or it can be a really negative dialogue that starts to happen in our mind. And that's when the inner critic comes in. So a really harsh inner critic is one of the things that keeps us trapped in self-doubt. Right. Um, So... Is that like what, so like, have you heard of Mel Robbins? Yes. So when she talks about that, like the five second rule, she's talking about that first part, right? So it's like the physical feeling that you're talking about here is that hesitation, but most people then don't work through that so they just continue in that the cycle right absolutely and so what mel robbins 54321 rule does is it interrupts that thought in the moment that it's happening so if you start to feel some of those physical symptoms and you say 54321 then it basically interrupts the thought pattern before it has a chance to take hold of you and actually take you into this cycle so if you can if you can start to notice when a fear starts to come up and when that inner dialogue starts to become negative and you can interrupt it at that point then you can stop the the cycle from happening in the first place the problem is that some people it can be so learned that that's a difficult thing to interrupt because they're not even aware that it's happening yeah so the likelihood of um it coming up and doing the exact same thing over and over again um, without any awareness is, is very, very likely. Um, and so we just end up, you know, continuing these patterns over and over again. Um, so the lack of consistency, procrastinating, not releasing work because it's not perfect. Um, the reason that those things are happening is because of self-doubt. So people can literally go through their whole lives without realizing it and never doing the things that they want to do turning down opportunities, keeping themselves small to avoid some kind of preconceived fear. 
And the ironic thing is, if we actually got out of our own way and did the damn thing, it's it would probably never be as bad as actually the thought it would. Yeah. But the, but the thing that really happens is so once that you know once the alarm goes off, we basically get this uncomfortable feeling, and that procrastination that is happening is your body's response to try to protect yourself from that fear, and then we end up we going over and over in that pattern and then it does become a pattern it becomes a learned belief so we do need to interrupt it somewhere that and then how does that like translate to the day-to-day activity like if we were to really break this down for like i don't know a business owner or someone just starting their business like they're writing up their sales page they're doing their website like they're doing all of that stuff like if it's so unconscious like what does it actually look like and how do they know to interrupt because i think you know on the conversation of our robbins the examples that she gives is very practical it's like they're getting out of bed not going to the gym like we can see this happening but i think sometimes like you said some of the ones in business or with some of the workplace or whatever when we, when we haven't got the infrastructure there yet, when we're not already running a business, when we're not already committing to going live, when we haven't got those kind of like deadlines in place, it's yeah. just we're self-doubting our ideas almost or the what could be's. Like because they're, they're, they're not particular things that we're already obviously avoiding. Yeah. You know, like you said, some people just never, ever achieve their goals because mm-hmm. they're self-doubting things they're not even doing yet does yeah. that make sense like how does someone kind of break that first initial cycle yeah it makes total sense and that is exactly the problem that i want to help people overcome and i'm a massive believer that any problem whether it's a mindset issue mainly mindset issues is the first step is awareness yeah and understanding that so if you do have an issue with procrastination if you are you know putting off setting up the business or something the first step that you can do is create that awareness for yourself and be like okay this is actually potentially self-doubt there's actually potentially something going on underneath all of this that is making me trapped in this i am not a procrastinator i am actually just experiencing fear and that's a very normal thing and so in my you know, opinion, getting the awareness and getting really clear on exactly how self-doubt shows up for you and what your triggers are and what is actually keeping you trapped there is the first step to starting to be able to move through that in your day to day because then you can start to create the awareness in your mind with your dialogue and actively reconditioning your you know inner thoughts so that they reflect someone that is willing to take action and overcome that self-doubt instead of saying trapped in it instead of staying in victim mode you go into action taking mode and you are like okay i'm going to actually push forward with this procrastination because now i have this larger larger vision that it's not actually just me being a procrastinator and that's just how i am it's actually because i'm scared of success and i'm scared of actually achieving the things because it means that i'm going to have to potentially give up my very my very comfy life of you know having all of this time available you know success means that i'm potentially going to have to spend more time on my business or maybe you're worried that it might take up time between you and your partner like what is your partner going to think and it's those fears that then are making you procrastinate and so that awareness of those things if you have that you can actually interrupt that without you know having to sort of actually be in the moment of an action you can interrupt the thought you know, and go forward. Yeah, exactly. Go forward into making your business and realize that actually the thing that's holding you back is fear. 
For sure. How much do you think like identity has to do with all of this? Cause it was really interesting that you said like a lot of people will be like, I am a procrastinator. Right. And I think that when, from what I understand, a lot of people are trying to change their results rather than trying to change their identity. Like there was this model that I learned once which was like learn, I know it was no do and be and -hmm. like where people think change happens is in the knowing like, okay, I know I should go to the gym Mm -hmm. or in the doing, like you can force yourself to do something like people can force themselves to, uh, you know, whatever, build the website, launch the product, launch the program, but it's in the like being part of it. Like literally I am a procrastinator. I am riddled with self-doubt, like whatever, like they're, they're starting these sentences with I am Mm -hmm. like, how much do you think, like, is that where they should be working on really how they're seeing themselves for you in your journey? Like where did this change start to happen? Was it like working on how you saw yourself or more so working on the results? Um, so I think it's, it's a combination that identity piece of identifying with a problem should definitely stop. So I used to say, I, I am anxious. And even just the act of saying that you identify with being that thing. So if you are saying I am a procrastinator, I am anxious, whatever it is, stop saying that. I really, really implore you to stop and try to change your um, dialogue and instead say, I have had an experience with procrastination I've had a previous experience with anxiety or whatever that may be so just change it as though it's had you've had an experience with it and you're moving past it the other thing with this I think is you've got to when we talk about um, all the things that make us up so self-belief self-worth all of those things we have to actually understand and get to know ourselves more so what are we made up of what are our values who are we like you know identifying with and learning about who we actually are underneath everything and accepting that, you know, self-acceptance piece is really, really um, vital. You know, when we, when we are in sort of life and when I was in this life coaching accreditation, one of the things that they drill into us is like, when you are coaching, you do not focus on the what you focus, focus on the who, who is that person. And so instead of them saying, you know, I am a digital designer, you say, yeah, but who are you? What is underneath that? What is driving you to be that? Is that what you actually want to do? You know, trying to actually find at its heart who you are. And that underpins self-doubt as well, because if you can start to understand like those triggers and what is actually sort of, you know, if you realize that your values are not aligned with some of the things that you're doing, then of course you're probably going to procrastinate. Of course you're probably going to be doing these things because they're not in line with who you are. I love that so much. And I just want to tell my own story a little bit here because that it feels so true for me, especially I'm going to say in the past like year or so, like I think for so long and I, I had a lot of self-doubt when I first started my business. Like I had a lot of imposter syndrome, very much like what you were talking about. And obviously I think for a lot of people that leads you to the path of self-development, I have a very similar story in that way. Um, and funnily enough, fun fact, Haley and I actually met way back in 2017 when we we're both like first just getting into this work. I remember wow. learning about the Hal Arod morning routine, morning rituals oh, at the same time. Oh. So Haley's like seen like my whole entire journey pretty much. But what I will say is like in the last year in particular, just what you were saying on that kind of I guess building blocks of self-awareness is probably what I would call it, you know, the values and the 
who are you outside of what you do? I think for a long time there, I really, you know, loved who I was and all of this stuff, but outside of being a YouTuber, outside of being a business coach, I didn't so much have those blocks there. And so when something did happen in business, you know, I'd have a make a video and I'd really like it and it would just flop or something like that. I did have a lot of self-doubt because it was chipping away at such a big area of my life, right? When something happens. And so from what I'm hearing, like, I think it's really important to create a whole, like how important do you think it is for someone to create a holistic identity? Because for me, the thing that's really helped with my own self-doubt is like my hobbies and Mm -hmm. like who am I outside of my business and my own values and realizing that they don't all have to be the same as my business values and all of this stuff. Like, I guess building out, yeah, like the holisticness of who you are as a human. It's huge. (laughs) Um, And I really like what you were saying about the building blocks. Like that just feels very like very visually exactly what you need to be doing. So when I talk about self-belief, self-acceptance, self-trust and self-worth, thinking of those as building blocks is incredibly important. So as you were talking about the self, so the self-belief part of it would be like your vision and your purpose. So all of those things that you were talking about that, you know, your values, the things that your interests, like all of the things, like what do you actually want? That is what the self-belief is there. The self-acceptance is then who you actually are. So everything that makes up you and has made up you in the the past. So all accepting that everything that you've been through is... Your story, all of that stuff. Exactly. And none of it is is something that has been done to you. It's been done for you. And so that change, shift in perspective and acceptance, forgiveness um, is really, really important there, like accepting everything that you are. And self-trust is about being able to um, trust your intuition and being able to make decisions without feeling fear. And then your self-worth is about understanding all of those things, all of the things that make you up, your your vision, your purpose, the self-acceptance, the self-trust and being able to establish boundaries because you are worthy of them. You are worthwhile establishing your boundaries, not because it's, you know, for anyone else but yourself. You acknowledge that these are the things I need in my life to feel okay. And actually implementing those boundaries are the things that will be enable you to show up as the best version of yourself. And so those really are the building blocks of you know, you, of you, what make up you. I love the one in particular where you said, like, I can't remember exactly which building block it is, but the one of owning your story. Cause I feel like that's so aligned with your own personal story because you spoke about before, obviously you went through this period of feeling ultra anxious, like, you know, having the self doubt going through these experiences in your workplace in particular, but would you be where you are today coaching the way that you coach, helping the people that you help being the teacher you are, if you didn't go through all of that stuff and I can kind of pull things out. I know hindsight's obviously a great thing and it's not as easy when you're going through it, but something that I used to struggle with in particular was like identifying as kind of being lazy. Like I'd hear all these people that have had these really challenging uh, upbringings or, you know, they just had this ingrained sort of, work ethic. And I used to really struggle with the fact that I was like, I don't have that. I like things to be easy. I like things to be simple. And lo and behold, obviously like now a few few years later, that's 
my business. It's my business model. It's my value. And so what's your advice, I guess, because it is such a bitch, to be honest. Like when you're going through stuff and someone says to you, one day this is going to be a lesson. Like you hear that and you're just like, get away from me. I'm struggling. But I mean, from a coaching perspective, from a life coaching perspective, like how would you coach someone who's kind of going through that into understanding that this is going to make up a part of their purpose, their lessons, their building blocks? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I'm going to answer it with a bit of a story first. So when I actually first met you and we were doing that uh, coaching group coaching together, I was not ready to be a coach. I hadn't had enough life experience. I thought I had. I was going through quite a lot at that period. Like, you know, you you remember, I'm sure there were some things that were swirling. (laughs) Um, And, but I still wasn't enough. I didn't feel capable. And so I did actually end up going through about three years after that where I lost myself again completely. But if I hadn't lost myself, I would not have the drive to be doing what I'm doing today. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't have the drive that I have. I wouldn't have the why to get me up every single morning and work two jobs essentially right now. I just wouldn't have that. And so I actually had a a really great, um, it was sort of like a therapeutic massage with this very spiritual woman. And she was, um, she was saying that I was holding on to a lot and I kept on coming back against the same problem. And I was just like, why does this keep on coming back up in my life? This is so unfair. Like, why is this happening to me? And she was like, whenever you are coming up against the same problem over and over again, ask yourself, what do I need to learn here? What is it that my soul needs to learn? Because you know that I'm quite spiritual. And so I'm of the opinion that we choose our lives based on the lessons that our soul needs to learn. And so our souls would have looked at the life. And so you might be in this position right now and be like, this is so unfair. Why would I have chosen this life? That might even make you angry. But there is a lesson somewhere for your greater good that you need to learn in this period. And so you can either resist that lesson and then you are going to continue to repeat the same cycle over and over and over again, or you can try to look for the reason. You can try to look for the lesson and you can actually start to accept it. And you can do that through journaling. You can do that through getting a coach. You can do that through all of these great things that are just at your fingertips, to be honest. Like, But there has to be an acceptance of trying to find the lesson instead of trying to avoid I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Avoid it. So we just had to take a little bit of a, a little break because my, uh, my, my dog started ferocious, ferociously, ferocious, ferociously, <laughs> making up new words here as well, ferociously barking. And I mean, if you've seen my dog, obviously he's not ferocious, but the joys of, you know, quarantine Welcome and everyone working home. from home. I mean, I always work from home and Harvey always barks, but George's yeah. footsteps, George's loud footsteps usually aren't in the background. <laughs> But anyway, back to what we were saying before. I love all of that. 
And in particular, so I want to, I kind of want to dive deeper into this like spiritual side of things, because it's really interesting what you just said to me about, like, we choose all of these lessons, we choose all of our kind of own life paths. And I think for some people like that is just going to be like, whoa, like talk a little bit more about that. But in particular, what I really want to go into is maybe the more practical side of this. Like you mentioned, we have all of these tools at our fingertips, whether that be coaching, whether that be, you know, journaling. What's What was your process? I mean, you, to me, like following along with your own journey, seems like someone who's like really in the tools. I'm always looking at your stories and you're like, I did breath work today. You've got this incredible like journaling thing. Talk mm-hmm. through, if, if it's okay, if you can like kind of talk through some of these tools, all right? So where we're at right now is someone's like, right, I'm going through the thick of it. I'm having all these lessons. I know that there's a purpose in here, but like, mm-hmm. how do I start like what tools can I start using to both overcome my self-doubt but also guide myself through maybe these harsher experiences that I'm going through mm-hmm. yeah um it's a great question and it's something that I am quite passionate about helping people with yeah <laughs> uh, which is why I share so much about it on my stories um but so the the process that I go through is I essentially have like this um, miracle morning or this soul practice, as I like to call it, because I do weave in my spirituality into it. Uh, and it basically looks like meditation, affirmations, visualizations, journaling, um, reading, and a little bit of movement. So that sounds like very generic sort of, oh, this is what you just put in a morning routine. And that is the danger of those things is it yeah. can end up being quite generic. So what is really important is that before you start creating like some sort of routine, and I do believe in routines, especially if you're in a stage of you're in a, you're in a slump and you need to move out of it. You need to create consistency. If you end up realizing having a morning routine isn't good and you want to be more ad hoc with it, that's totally fine. But I am a hundred percent of the belief that you should start with a routine because it gets you into doing the same thing every day and at a set time. And so it creates it. It makes it easier to have a habit. Yeah. Um, and so within that, like starting with intention work, like what do you actually want from your life? Like, what are you wanting to change? Like, are you looking to gain in confidence? Are you looking to overcome self-doubt? Are you looking to build a business? Like, what are you actually looking to do and breaking down those things? So then you can tailor your morning routine to that. And the affirmations should be things that are directly linked to the the things that you want to achieve the visualization should be directly linked to the things that you want to be achieving you shouldn't just be copying other people's things in this it should be tailored to you um the journaling should be again you should either just have like your your uh, a daily sort of generic check-in one um or you can end up creating journaling prompts like for specific things so i have journaling prompt packages for like overcoming self-doubt creating more confidence and all of these sort of pillars that you can go through so when you are in a period of self-doubt you can be like okay what is causing this and you can literally self-coach yourself and that's the beauty of journaling um but then also personally because i am spiritual i'll occasionally add in a tarot reading pool i know that you do that as well sometimes love it and that's really really good for building intuition <clears throat> and sort of getting um building that inner trust within yourself honestly that was a big game changer for me sort of starting to work on that intuition piece yeah. and trying to build that connection um and prayer as well is a big thing that i do and that sort of goes hand in hand with intuition setting it's sort of releasing your fear to the universe and just accepting that there's something larger that is lovingly trying to guide you and accepting that 
there may be a lesson here and sort of trying to give up some of that resistance you know you don't have to handle this all yourself yeah just literally saying i give up some of this responsibility to the universe i am open to receiving divine guidance is is acceptable (laughs) like you should be doing that so how do you know like when it's your intuition do you know what i mean like i feel like i can hear people asking the question when i'm journaling or when i'm praying or when i'm meditating like how do i actually know is it supposed to be a physiological feeling like how do i know it's not just a thought because of something i've seen in on social media or i've read in a book like i think that piece even to myself is sometimes a little bit murky because obviously we're so inundated with information especially when we're in the personal development realm we're reading all the books we're listening to all the podcasts thank you for listening to this podcast but you know we're listening to all the podcasts we're watching all these amazing inspirational people on social media which is great because it expands our consciousness i really do think that all of these we wouldn't know what we know if people was, weren't teaching it to us right mm-hmm. but in terms of like on a very practical note say i'm like going to do a launch and I'm like, right, I want to listen to my intuition uh, or my guides, my spirit guides or whoever, the universe for guidance on what I should do throughout this launch, how I should show up, uh, what I should, you know, obviously you were asking before about the name for something exciting, (laughs) but like, how do you know that it's not just like your thoughts based on your current conditioning or your current influence and that it is actually coming from something more ethereal yeah okay really good question so there's two things i want to touch on here first of all the physical side of things um so if you've never experienced like or had an experience with spirituality or anything like that then this is probably going to be slightly more difficult to just tap into straight away however there are things that you can start to notice about gut feeling that is essentially intuition. So typically if you have a gut feeling about something and the way to tell whether it's a yes or a no is to tap into your body and see where the feeling is sitting. So typically what I have found and what I've been taught um, from various teachers is that if it's a yes, you'll feel it as a quite light feeling in the top half of your body and you'll feel it like in your arms, in your shoulders, in your head, and it will feel like a lighter feeling. If it's a no, then you'll feel it in your lower body and it will feel heavier in your legs. And you should actually just be able to tune into that feeling. So if you're asking for a yes, no thing, intuitively, we literally know within like 0.2 seconds whether something is right or wrong for us. And so you can actually start to actually tap into that stuff. The second thing is when it comes to intuition, when I was building this practice of sort of, you know, I do have um, a quite a vocal conversations with my spirit guides um, and they are a massive part of my um, life and my practice. They do guide me a lot, but it wasn't always that way. So when you are sort of starting out, um, sitting in meditation and trying to do the practice of clearing your mind and actually not, um, you know, when people first of all sort of talk about this they say you know if if you have something that sounds like your voice just discard it but actually i found the opposite to be true um and actually most of the things that come to your mind like when your mind is silent there's potentially like you should be listening to those things like just starting to like pick up on little messages little signs um the other thing that i find as a really creative way of doing it is potentially if you if you're not meditating you can ask for some guidance and maybe pick up a book and say, I'd like guidance on this specific thing and pick up a book and open a page. 
and see whether what your eyes rest on. I have had so many instances where my eyes have just been guided to the exact guidance that I need in that certain time. Um, and there are loads of other things. So if, the more that you start to dial into this stuff, the more that you'll start to pick up on angel numbers. So, you know, you can um, start to, if you've got a question, just putting it out into the universe, being like, I need some help with this situation or this question. Can I have some guidance? And just being really free and open to the guidance that comes to you and not judging it, not being like, that's wrong. Just seeing how it sits in your body. Like, is that for you? Is it like, where's it sit? Is it in the top or the bottom? And just, you'll instinctively kind of know whether it's an ego yeah. talking, it's an ego thought, or it's something that's in your, for your highest good. And that's the other thing. If it's an ego thought, it will probably be potentially quite negative. If it's for your highest good, it could be that it is from your spirit guides, or it could just yeah. be your higher self coming down for you. Do you have any practices in particular? Because something that really stood out to me there is like, that feeling it in your body. But I do feel like, and obviously, you know, that I'm quite interested in like the study of neuroscience and the study of like psychology and all of these things. And one thing I know for sure is like the mind body connection is obviously so important. We talk a lot about Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm -hmm. but something I know to be true, particularly from learning about neuroscience is how disconnected people actually are from their bodies, mm -hmm. like how much they're not actually realizing the mind body connection is a thing, you know, mm -hmm. and especially with like, Western medicine, you know, it's like, you've got a pain in your leg, take a pill, like all of this stuff. Like we don't actually realize how, how much our mind is influencing our physiology, mm -hmm. our body, but so many people are so disconnected from their bodies as well. And I know that this can be like solved with practices like yoga or, you know, a lot of people talk about like feminine connection, whether that's, you know, whatever, dancing or doing other things, you know, whatever it is, like connecting to your body on a more intimate level. But like, do you have any particular things to like enhance those feelings or enhance the, say you're like trying to get this yes, no answer. Like if someone is trying to do that and they're, it's, it's, I'm not going to say they're numb, but it's just like not there. Like how can you connect deeper? Is meditation a good tool for that? Honestly, meditation is like the the bridge yeah it is the bridge between us and the spiritual realm yeah. and that is why if you're trying to build this kind of a practice um meditation has to be in there 10 minutes minimum every single day mm -hmm. because it is literally the bridge between us and the other realm um and i say that not only because you're you're you know from a physiological perspective you are brain training so if you suffer with anxiety or, or anything you're literally training your brain to not have monkey thoughts and not yeah. to you know skip all over the place but also you are creating space for those feelings to come up for your guides to be able to speak to you for you know divine guidance to be able to enter into your body whether that's through feelings whether that's through thoughts emotions or even you know just putting an intention into the universe whilst you're in meditation asking for guidance throughout the day that is also what meditation allows for um, and, you know, I find it really interesting what you were saying as well about how people are very disconnected from like the mind body, like that whole, it's, it's really, really interesting how much there is that disconnection. I mean, even my partner recently, he had this really bad chronic back pain <clears throat> and he ended up going to this very spiritual, um, actually same place that I went to, to get my <laughs> spiritual massage. But he had this sort of three hour session with this guy and he did a little bit of massage, but it was more like a sort of ceremony in a way. And he ended up leaving that um, 
practice with no back pain. It completely went. And he's had MRI scans. There was nothing wrong. And so there was literally just an energetic blockage in his body um, that was causing that back pain. So with that sort of said, like if you are experiencing like really, really negative emotions or judgments or anything like that, another brilliant thing to start to maybe research is EFT tapping. And that's like a brilliant thing for releasing energy that has been blocked in our bodies. Do you do a lot of EFT yourself? Yeah. So it's something that I include in um, sort of all of my courses and my practices um, because it has been so transformational for me. Um, And it does, it works in the same way that acupuncture or acupressure works. um, And that it sort of like interrupts like energy cycles and you basically go through cycles of um, negative thoughts and then positive thoughts. And honestly, the difference (laughs) that you feel before and after can be very fast and very um, like, crazy effective basically um that's why they make you rate your your um mpi which is your most pressing problem before and then afterwards because some people just say it's distraction oh i was just distracted but i have overcome some of the biggest judgments i've of my life through like two sessions of eft tapping that's crazy and i just want to say as well like a little story my mom has actually had surgery twice on her knees you know they call it netball knees like when you obviously play netball for like most of your life. Like you can be really detrimental to your knees. And um, she's had like two surgeries on it. And she said like the thing that's helped the pain the most is EFT tapping. So I think a lot of people think that EFT is something like what emotional freedom technique it is. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So I think a lot of people think it's for, yeah, like anxieties or self-doubt or, I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of people who use it for like manifesting and clearing limiting beliefs and stuff as well, but like it is, like I know a lot of people who use it for like physical pains, but also recognizing that when we're holding on to physical pains, there's probably an emotional thing behind it, right? 100%. Yeah. And it really is amazing, like the difference that it can, it can make. And, you know, that's essentially what happened with my partner is they went through this big energetic sort of realignment and he ended up with no back pain. That's insane. That's crazy. That that is just like, that is just what shows like the duality between like, we can get so invested in like the material realm and everything that, you know, we can pick up that we can hold and the material stuff like, um, you know, having a nice laptop and stuff, but actually then disconnect from the things that are really, really important which is love ourselves compassion gratitude and all of those things and it's coming back to center in your body that can really start to um create those more robust connections for you and actually start to bring you back to center i love that so much so I want to like try to make this really, really, really practical for those who are listening. So like I said, this podcast, a lot of people listening to this, you know, it's called Game Changers. A lot of people listening to this really want to like build their personal brands um, and put themselves out there as leaders. Like something I talk a lot about is leaders. And one thing I know for sure for the work that I've done is perfectionism, self-doubt, all of that stuff is like the number one reason why more people aren't you know, doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing, stepping into their passion, stepping into their purpose. I think the strategies are amazing. Like the strategies are great, you know, build the Instagram, build the sales page, all of this stuff. But like the number one thing that people are not doing is, and I think if we go back to those building blocks, like I think more than ever, it's the trust piece, right? Like that you said that self-doubt is the umbrella of these, these, these uh, building blocks and self-trust was one of those things in there. Mm-hmm. What are your like, what do you, what would you say for someone who's like just starting out? Maybe they're not really into 
you know, they haven't delved into the spiritual stuff, but they're super interested in it. Like where is the best place for someone to start in terms of working on their own self-trust and self-belief? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the self-belief stuff, um, Obviously, you can hire Haley, but like other than probably, that, as well. <laughs> probably, probably the easiest option really is probably to get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, but they, um, you know, with coaching, you are taken through this step by step, and you are yeah. literally shown like the process of you know finding your vision, your purpose, finding the self acceptance, going back through things that may have you know uh, caused inner trauma, and then bring you you know back into the present and seeing how it's currently affecting you and how you can overcome that um and starting to yeah have some more faith in yourself and the ability to sort of trust and make decisions but i think if if coaching is something that you're just like, i'm just not ready for this yet I, I need something practical in order to start being able to trust myself some more then honestly the best advice that I can give is whatever is scaring you right now to do is to do, just try. And I realize that that can sound really floaty, but honestly, the thing that's holding you back, if, if you, the thing that's holding you back is fear, it's a fear of something. The only way to really overcome that fear is to, is to take a step forward. And so, you know, for example, if you're really scared about posting on social media and you're scared about showing up on social media, then challenge yourself just to show up <laughs> because honestly, the only thing that's going to build on that fear is going to be creating confidence. And the only way to create confidence is to create competence. And the only way for competence to happen is to try. And so you've got to keep on trying. So whatever you are currently sitting on right now, whatever is currently a fear that you are experiencing that is holding you back, because remember, self-doubt is all fear-based. Just take a step. The thing that is going to start to solve this is action. You do need to take action. The next thing you could start to do is try to really understand self-doubt. But the first thing really is action, whether that is hiring a coach, whether that is making it your mission to start Googling all the ways that you can find your purpose and your mission and your, you know, do a values test, see what your values are, start to really analyze the things that light you up versus diminish you, all of those kinds of things. But take a step, make an, an intention that you are not willing to keep on sitting on the sidelines anymore. And you want to, you want more from your life, make that your intention and go after it. Take that step. That is probably my advice. I love that so much. And I don't know why I'm just getting this like weird download that I really need to say that like excuses are just not acceptable these days. Mm. And why I say that is because as Haley was talking, then I just realized in particular how much all of our excuses, I don't have time. I don't have the skills. I don't know how I'm lazy. You know, that was one of mine or I'm, I've got anxiety or any of these things like you can absolutely work through anything that is stopping you from taking the action that you need to. It really just comes down to taking that responsibility as well, right? I think that I'm just in my mind thinking of so many people and I can always see the duality of, I know a lot of people and I've coached a lot of people who've become very successful. And then I know a lot of people who've just consistently, consistently held themselves back. But I want to say this in the nicest way possible. I just think there's no excuse for that to be 
your reality anymore. Like for some people, their trauma or their self-doubt is going to be a lot more intense than other people for sure. But the modalities, whether it is this type of online coaching and tools and all the things we've spoken about today, or whether it's therapy or whether it's whatever it needs to be. But from what you were saying, I just think it's really important that if there is something that you want, there's no excuse good enough not to have it. A hundred percent. And I think it's also very prevalent here to say that you are the only thing that's holding you back. Yeah. You know, at the moment, if there is something that you, is, you are resisting and that, you know, you do have all the excuses, then just remember, like, you are the one that's creating that decision. You are making that choice over and over and over again to not put yourself as a priority and to not try at least to move past those things. You're creating that reality for yourself by saying that you don't have time. That's your decision. It is a decision. And so you can make the decision to create more time, to reassign time elsewhere, to get up earlier, whatever that looks like, there is always a solution. So it's, it's getting out of victim mode. That's what yeah. it comes down to. And a lot of the time when we do have these excuses, it's because we're helpless and we're feeling helpless. And that's a, a, a you know, a byproduct of self-doubt is some people do feel helpless and you go into victim mode. And so you've got to actively decide that that is not enough for you and you are not willing to continue being in victim mode. And so you've got to actively bring yourself out of it. So you're right, no excuse really is enough when you know that all the power is in your hands and no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is gonna care for you but you. No one else is gonna create a different future but you. You have to make the decision to want these things enough to do it for yourself. And that is just how it is. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And what a beautiful like mic drop moment to end this podcast on. Honestly, no one else is going to take care of you. I mean, they will. Obviously, in terms of like you, <laughs> I am obviously a big fan of getting support. Like your friends, your mastermind, your coach and all these people are going to take care of you. But mm -hmm it's your responsibility to seek those relationships out. Exactly. It's your responsibility to seek the modalities out. You could have the best coach in the world, but you've got to do the work, all of this mm -hmm. stuff. And I just think when you make that decision, it really does start with that. It's like when you make it that decision, and this probably has a lot to do with self-doubt, so I guess it all is on a carousel of work, but mm -hmm. you know, when you make your decision that you're worthy of doing mm -hmm. the work to get the results that you want, that's when everything will change. A hundred percent. And yeah, you've got to, you can have all of these relationships of support and of uplifting nature, but you have to take the first step and ask for them. You've either got to put the intention into the universe that that's what you want, or you've got to go searching, go searching on Instagram, go searching yeah. on Google or where it, wherever it is, go searching for those relationships that are going to support you and going to uphold you instead of diminish and drain, you know? I love that. Yes. I know. I know, girl. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about like what you've got going on at the moment? So obviously we spoke a lot about like starting that practice and one of the tools that you did recommend was journaling. You've got like an incredible journaling resource. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that and as well, maybe a bit about your coaching as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, as a freebie, if you guys go onto my profile, then I have the, a free journaling prompt and that is basically a Trello board and free um, PDF downloads. And they're basically divided up into sections. So what I was talking about previously about, you know, if you're trying to overcome self-doubt or if you're trying to overcome 
um, you're trying to build confidence, overcome creative block, whatever that is, they're basically divided up into columns. And so they make it really easy to start and maintain a journaling practice. Um, I am actually currently building out um, that into a slightly bigger thing, which is basically to help you guys um, create a bespoke morning soul practice. So as we spoke about earlier, you know, creating this morning routine that is specific to you and actually giving you the science behind all of it as well, like why it actually is going to help you instead of just giving you like some words to say, why are you saying those words? And not only that, but there'll be a bespoke um, morning Trello board that you can basically create your own drag and drop create your own um miracle morning so that it's completely bespoke to you so that's coming out soon and um the you know in terms of coaching i am basically an empowerment coach and so i help um creative women and just women in general sort of overcome um self-doubt in whatever way that looks like for them so everyone has a way that self-doubt manifests and it's in a completely different way and so with one-to-one -one coaching you get complete support in sort of um coming back to center and finding who you are and then starting on the journey of creating a life of meaning and purpose for you and so that is very much intrinsically linked to everything we've spoken about today with a theory of what self-doubt is and so there this is all based on you know a theory there is like a reason that we're doing all of the practices and so there is obviously spiritual elements that are in, uh, intertwined into all of this which means that you're not doing this alone and i've just looked at the clock and it's 222 um <laughs> and um you know so this is if you are not only doing this just by yourself you're doing this with support of um your guides and angels that are around you but also with me as uh, like someone to i'll believe in you whilst you can't believe in yourself and that is basically what coaching is it's getting someone else to believe in you and see the light in you whilst you can't or whilst you're on the journey to getting to a place where you can as well and that's basically um yeah what that is so I've never heard coaching explained like that. That almost made me cry. That is like so freaking beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. Honestly, thank you so much. This was such a good chat. We'll definitely have to uh, have you on again because I really like was wanting to go deeper into some of the stuff that you talk to me about in private that's like yeah. maybe the deeper spiritual stuff yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and all of that. So maybe we'll do a part two for those of you who want to take it next level with the spiritual yeah, stuff. But yeah. in terms of helping people to overcome self-doubt or really become aware of their self-doubt, I think this was such a powerful episode. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. No problem. I absolutely loved chatting with you. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. And I'll see you in the outro. Well, okay, so I hope that you enjoyed that episode just as much as I enjoyed recording it because even I learned so much really asking the questions around self-doubt and really trying to understand what's happening, particularly in those moments where maybe we used to just go through the process and it was an automatic response and we're not really becoming aware of how our self-doubt is triggering us into inaction. And I think that the whole concept around slowing down a little bit more and becoming aware and putting those routines and rituals in place to interrupt our 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 patterns and our beliefs so that we really can start working on ourselves was something that I absolutely loved and also 
my other favorite thing from this episode was really creating the space for those spiritual downloads. I know for me, sometimes I can be doing my spiritual routines and just going through the motions. You know, it's just another action. It's just like showing up and writing the emails or writing the sales page. And then you're just writing out the scripts. And I think it's really important to be super intentional when we are doing this spiritual work, because otherwise, what's the point? And that's the same when it comes to personal development. I'm a huge fan of personal development, but I feel like sometimes our personal development maybe is just a a reference of what we've seen online and are we really interacting with those things that are holding us back so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode definitely make sure to jump into the description and have a look at all of Haley's links because you are absolutely going to love what she has to offer I really really appreciate your time hanging out with me today and I will see you in the next episode bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.